Hello and welcome to Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. The Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast is where you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on the conversations I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ed Troxel, aka the guy who makes business and technology stupid easy for you. Whether you already have a business or are thinking about starting one, you are in the right place. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and get ready to take notes because you're about to get an inside look at the real conversations entrepreneurs are having. (laughs) Quick shout out to our sponsor, stupideasy.com. Stupideasy.com is a new online course platform where you can easily upload and sell your online courses without having to be tech savvy and without them taking a cut of your sales. Discover more at stupideasy.com and we'll have a link in the show notes for you. So it's, it's really evolved over the past couple of years, but I am an educator by really by blood, right? Oh, okay. So both my parents were educators, both my grandparents on my mother's side, great aunts and uncles. They have like education stores in California still. And my great aunt is like 90 years old and she still runs the store. That's so, awesome. and, right. It's crazy. I'm like goals, right? I want to be 90 and still running my own store. Yeah. Um, but initially, as I was growing up, I always said that I was never going to be a teacher ever because I heard my parents come home and, you know, just complain about their administrators or talk about how the kids didn't want to do this or didn't want to do that. And I saw how much work they brought home with them. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, why would you sign up for this? (laughs) And so I didn't, I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to work for NASA. And I did my internships and went to school for computer science and I hated it. No, it wasn't. It was horrible. (laughs) It was absolutely horrible. Like I hated, I went to get my master's in computer science from Johns Hopkins and I hated the program. I hated what I was doing. I did two summer internships at NASA and hated it. Like I realized that I need to be around other people. And when I was in school, I started doing um, student teaching and I was like, this is fun. I love helping other people have those aha moments and really like feeling good about being able to do something. So I I figured I couldn't fight it anymore, and I started teaching um, and taught math, started in high school math, went to middle school math for six years. And then because I started my own family then, I had to come out of the classroom because teaching was just taking too much time from my kids at home, right? And I was like, this isn't fair. My own kids are going to hate school because they're like, school took my mommy from me. I never get to talk to her. I never get to see her because she's always grading or writing lesson plans, you know, or going to these school activities. Um, So I came out of the classroom and started coaching and did that for about six years. So just supporting teachers, um, school leadership teams from pre-K to 12th grade. Oh, okay. Yep. And that was amazing. I absolutely loved my job. I loved the schools that I was working with. The thing was, it was a government contract. So when the contract expired, yes, they're like, we don't have any more money to pay you. Right. And that was my response. Oh, (laughs) Oh, okay. So we kind of knew it was coming. We did, um, because of the work that we were doing, we got a one-year extension um, to continue to work with two of our schools. So we had a a bit of a time to figure it out. And I just knew at that point that I loved what I was doing, but that I could do it for myself. Like, I don't need somebody else dictating, you know, how much money I'm making, what time I get to go to work, you know, where where I have to be. I was like, I can do these exact same things in a business for myself. Hmm. Love that. Yeah, business idea. And around that same time, so I have four kids, right? My oldest is 16 and my youngest is two. But at that time, my two middle sons, so they're six and seven now, but they were getting ready to start school. And I had been saying that I wanted to homeschool them. Yeah. And I just had every excuse in the book, like, oh, I can't afford it. I can't stop working because in my mind, I thought that I had to stay home, like quit my job, be home full time to be able to homeschool them. Right. Right. That's what people do. Isn't that how it works? That's That's, what I thought. That's what I thought. So I kept saying like, oh, I can't afford it. I can't do this, you know, and and put it off from year to year until my son would have I would have had to register him for school because of his age. And I was talking to one of my business coaches and she was like, so basically by you saying that you can't afford it, what you're saying is that you would rather maintain your current lifestyle than homeschool your child. Oh, so good. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's not it. She's like, that's exactly what you're saying. Because if you really wanted to do it, you would figure it out. Exactly. And I walked away from the conversation like, well, I guess I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, how, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't know. But I knew that I didn't want to send my kids to school. 
one, my oldest son, you know, I told him about what, you know, I used to be a teacher. I taught all these kids and we would still, I still live, um, I'm in Baltimore and that's where I taught. Oh, okay. so I see my old kids all the time. And one day we were riding in the car and my son was like, so mommy, you used to teach all those other kids. Are you going to teach us too? Oh. And I was like, I mean, I can't, I can't say no. Right. Like, I guess I kind of have to say yes to this, right? So that's when I was like, okay, this homeschool thing, like it really has to happen. And I knew that I wanted my kids to have a really strong foundation. Oh yeah, it's important. Um, yeah, and having that inside look, you know, again, working with schools and, and seeing just, you know, I, I work with some amazing schools and some amazing teachers, but a lot of that really, it's a case by case basis. So I can't say that any school that I would send my kids to, I know that it's gonna be amazing and I know they're gonna have amazing teachers and have an amazing experience. And so I felt like I didn't want to chance it. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to say like, oh, maybe this teacher will still be there next year. Maybe they'll have the same principal who has the same values with the same programs in place. Like there was just too much that could change from year to year, really from day to day. It's kind yeah, of it works. Right? Um, so I'm like, OK, I can do this. So I ended up being able to stay at my job, work three days or two days a week instead of five days a week. So I worked out of the home two days and then homeschooled three days, oh, which wow. Right, I, like nobody ever told me you could do that, but I kind of did it and it worked. When you realize like, I don't really have to school eight hours every day. Right. They're in kindergarten, right? They don't need all of that. And even when they're in school, they're not, you know, learning that whole entire time. So made that work. And then when I started my business, I was like, I like this schedule. So I still, once I have my own consulting business and basically I'm doing the same thing. So I work with school districts, school leaders, teachers and parents and help just make sure that they're, the students that they are working with have the best educational experience possible. So it really looks different on a case to case basis depending on what they need. Right. Um, but I still have that same schedule where three days a week, I'm here with the kids. And then two days a week, I'm going out to schools or doing trainings. Um, you know, meeting with parents, meeting with teachers, whatever the case may be, but it's only two days a week. So and nice. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was built for this life. Yes. Like this is, it's on, you know, it's a slower pace. It, it doesn't ever feel like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. Like I enjoy the work I'm doing, but I enjoy the balance. I enjoy being able to be home with my kids, being able to sleep late you know, being able to spend all day playing if that's what we want to do. Like, I just, right. I love it. I love it. And I love the freedom that comes with it, which is something like when I came out of college, I never even thought about being an entrepreneur. I was like, what? Like, nobody was talking about it then. It wasn't cool right. in, my, in my circle, right? Like, nobody's like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. We were all like, where can I go to work? What kind of benefits can I get? What kind of vacation yeah. can I get? That, that was kind of how we were all thinking. So it's a different mindset. Um, and it's funny now because this is how I want to groom my kids, right? To think like, not that I have to do what everyone else is doing and, you know, go to college and get this degree so I can get this great job. But now it's focusing on like, so what problems do you want to solve? What is it that you want to do? Like, how do you want to help people? And then how can you build something around that where you can make some money doing it? Like nobody ever talked to me that way. It, it, exactly. That's exactly, nobody talks like that in, in schools. Maybe a little more now, but yeah, that's the hard part of trying to become an entrepreneur is because it's not talked about enough in the schools. Nope, at all. And so that's what I'm working to change, just change a lot, right? The perception of that and just letting parents know like you have options and your kids should have options too. So it doesn't always, I had a friend the other day who, you know, my daughter's 16, so she'll be a junior next year. She's like, so what colleges is she looking at? <laughs> and I always laugh because people are like, you know, you're an educator and you have a master's degree, so you must want your child to go to a really good school, right? <laughs> Look, my daughter wants to be a photographer. She does not need to spend tens of thousands of dollars a Thank year yeah. to be a good photographer. So, and that's just like school is just not, that's not her thing, right? Like she does what she needs to do to get by, but she's like, if I could spend all day in a dark room, I'd be happy. See, so, that's what it is. That's what it's about is being, finding something that you're passionate about, whether you know it right away or like your path where you had to go through and test a few things and figure out that there's things that you really did not want. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which is just as valuable, right? Like I knew that I wasn't, I did a, an internship in the summertime at a 
I don't even know where it was, SUNY Geneseo, and it was in, like in a biology lab. And I was titrating, I was like, this is stupid. This is just like where you have to be precise down to the milliliter. I knew that like, this is not for me. Yeah. Because like, I just, I don't want to have to pay that close attention to what I'm doing. I need to be able to make a mistake and not have to like ruin the whole trial. So I was like, nope, <laughs> next. What else you guys got for me, right? But it is, but I think for a lot of parents that I'm working with now, it's just, you know, there's, they have to have that confidence, right? So you yeah. have to like, no, like, yes, I'm going to homeschool and it's going to be okay. My kids are not going to be weird, right? right? Or, because that's the first, what about the social aspect? And I'm like, you've never met my kids, like, <laughs> ever, ever. My kids, it's not an issue at all. Like, they make friends wherever they go with children, adult alike. Um, but then with my daughter, it is, it's always an interesting conversation because people just can't believe you're not going to make her go to college right. if she wants to. Like, I want all my kids to have that option if that's what they choose. But if not, no. Like, she's trying to get an internship with one of her teachers right now over the summer, her um, photography teacher. And oh, I'm like, perfect. that makes sense to me versus saying, go to this STEM camp so it'll look good when you yeah. apply to colleges when you're going to be miserable and never have no desire to do anything that relates to that field. Right, right. And that's the thing. It's so important to be uh, open to that because, you know, I feel that there's so much pressure to finish high school, then go straight to college, and then to get a full-time job that then gives you benefits, and, and really you're on this one-track path that may work for some and has worked for previous generations, but now it's totally different. And, you know, I was the first in my family to uh, graduate college, and I got my bachelor's in communications, and, you know, I was in and out because we I was paying it myself and working two part-time jobs, so I was like, I'm not messing around. I'm getting in, getting my degree, and getting out because I need to be out in the real world because I've always said that I'd rather be in debt for traveling and doing real life things than to be in college debt or school right. debt. Right. And I love I love being around people. So that's that was my big thing is I always am always about the school because I'm like, I, when's, when's recess? When's lunchtime? <laughs> when are we hanging out? Like, you know, I was that kid that was up at like 6.30 in the morning while everyone else is sleeping in on a Saturday. And I'm like, wait, can we play? Are you guys ready? Let's go. Right. <laughs> Where are you guys? Come on, I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, and, got the bet. <laughs> and so it's so important to do, to be able to be open to that. And what kind of reactions do you get from parents that are kind of like the whole, well, wait, you're not going to pressure college or there's this other a avenue that might be open like do you get any pushback from them oh all the time all the time um and i think it's it's because of like the parents that are in my circle um a lot of so i went to spelman college which is you know one of the top hbcus in the country and so a lot i'm in this spelman moms group and all of them are like you know it's huge like it's a legacy thing so everybody has a daughter and they want their daughter to go to the same school and i'm like so they asked me, is your daughter going to go to Spelman? I was like, she has no desire to go. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? How did you take that? That's so horrible. I'm so sorry for you. And I'm like, it's really, it's okay. It's okay. And once I explain it, they all kind of look like, oh, okay. Like, that's good for you, but not for my child. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the coaching and the personal development that I've done, right? So I'm okay with, with not doing what everyone else is doing. That's, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay. And I don't feel like I need you to validate who I am or my decisions or my choices. If it doesn't make sense to you, that's cool. Like, I'm going to share it. Um, I'll tell you what we're doing. I'll explain it. But if you don't agree, I'm okay with that. And see, and that is huge. And that for anybody, uh, especially though, becoming an entrepreneur is having that, um, that personal development, constantly be having your personal development time. But making sure that you pay attention to yourself and to be confident in what you're doing and, and understand that people aren't always going to accept what you put out there and you have to be okay with that and do what you need to do and keep it moving and not let that, that unacceptable uh, aspect come in and weigh you down too much. Yeah. And really figuring out who, like, who are these people that you're worried about, right? right? And so within the last couple of years, since I've been you know, getting more serious about my business, I've had to change my circles up a bit, right? So it's not, you know, I'm, I'm still really good friends with all, just because I love being around people, like all yeah. the people I went to high school and middle school and college with, but they're not on the same track. 
Right. So they don't really understand and I can't go to them to support me on this journey. Right. Yeah. Because they don't understand. They can't say like, oh, no, you need to like head down, no TV, you know, focus on what you're doing for the next three weeks. You're good. They don't understand that. They're like calling like, oh my gosh, did you see 24? And I'm like, I told you we're going back to only TV on the weekends. Like don't call, I'm not watching it with you. I don't see it. Um, but being around communities of people who are serious about building their business, right? Who have tips and ideas and strategies and can understand the struggle. I think that's huge because you, otherwise you feel like you're, you're in it on your own. Right. And you're like, oh, my gosh, nobody understands. I must be doing this all wrong. Like, it's so hard for me. It's not hard for anybody else until you hear those other stories. Right. And you're like, wait, you didn't get any sleep last night either. <laughs> right. Like you were freaking out about doing having to call this person too. like, oh, my gosh, you've got a really hard decision about should I take this job or continue to work my business? Like you need to hear what other entrepreneurs are going through to know like, oh, OK, it's not just me. This is kind of par for the course, right? Like this is what happens and what's going on. Um, and I think for me, it was the same thing about homeschooling. Like I've connected with an amazing homeschooling moms group um, on Facebook and they get it, right? They understand the struggles. They understand the kind of support that I need. So when I have homeschooling questions or issues, I have some people that I can go to that I trust, right? Like they're getting the results that I want so when they tell me to do something, I'm like, okay, I will, I will literally like listen to what you're saying because you just graduated your third child, you know, from homeschool successfully, right? And they just got a full ride to some some college that they wanted to go to. So, again, listening to to who are you taking this advice from and who are you worrying about? Because if I were thinking, you know, like, oh my gosh, all my friends are going to be laughing at me and they're not going to understand like why I have all this money one month and then the next month I didn't have anything coming in. And, <laughs> And they're like, you've got to go find a job. Like my grandmother, bless her heart, bless her heart. I, like, well, you know, you got to go get a job, right? And I'm like, no, grandma, like I'm still working my business. She's like, but, but you didn't make the same amount that you made last month. So you need to go get a job now because it's not working. And I'm like, no, grandma, that's not really how it works. But I love you. <laughs> right? Like I can't expect her to get it. And so, you know, what I share with her is limited because I don't want her to worry. Yeah. But, I'm like, yeah, there are good months and bad months, and I'm still pushing forward. So, but she, yeah, if it were up to her, if it were up to her, if I just listened to grandma, she'd be, I'd be having a job again. I'd be right. hiring a boss right about now. So, <laughs> well, and that's the thing, you know, finding that that community, those people that are going to help support you because it, it is tough. I mean, especially for those who come from families who are all about that nine to five, and you need to get a job that has benefits. I don't care how miserable you are, but you just need to do it and yep. just get that money. And and it's hard when you aren't surrounded by the other side of it that's like, well, you could still do that and you could still branch out and see what other options there are. You don't have to fully quit that. You can branch out and start you know, playing in a little bit of different uh, areas to see what might work for you. Yep. Absolutely. If it goes full time, great. But and I feel like that's another thing that a lot of people think is entrepreneurship is either a full time gig or not. Like you can't do your full time uh, nine to five plus be an entrepreneur, which is not true. You can totally do both depending on your situation and what you, how much you want to put into it. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that goes back to like how certain people or groups are are marketing the idea of like quit your job you know if you're miserable at your job just quit your job and come do this and i'm like okay like it doesn't always like I said, it doesn't always have to be like that so my when i started my job i was still working full time and i think it helped me so much because that's the contracts that i have now as a consultant are with a lot of the same people that i was working with Perfect. when i was employed right so building those relationships and getting those people results they were like, okay, so you're not with this company anymore, but I still need what you do, right? I appreciated all the work that you did. Like, I know that I can trust on you, trust in you. You're dependable. I know that you're going to show up, and I know that when you show up, I get results. Like, you've helped my teachers grow, so yeah. I want you to come back. And I'm like, like, so what do I have to do to get you back? And I'm like, uh, okay, let's figure this out. Let me get this consulting thing down so that I can, you know, put my name in the hat. Right. So well, I think... That's big. Uh, I was just going to say that's big to be, that's what it's about is 
building those relationships, no matter what your situation is, you build those relationships and you hold down a good reputation and let your work speak for itself and people are going to follow you no matter where you're at. Yep. Yep. I think that's so important. And a lot of people are like, oh, I, you know, and just, <laughs> I laugh all the time when I'm on social media and I, you know, I, do, I have four kids, so I try not to be the mother of everybody. But I'm like, <laughs> dude, do you, why are you posting this on social media? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I, I understand that, you know, people have issues with their jobs and you hate your job, but if you're, you know, thinking about starting your own business and you're, you know, always talking about how much you hate this and how you don't want to go do this, like, do you think people are really going to want to work with you? Exactly. That's a good <laughs> point that a lot of people don't think about when they're posting. They just go and post. And, you know, when I post things, I mean, I rarely have any, like, any crazy ones or anything that's bad. But every time I go to post, I'm always thinking, is this something I want to put out there? And then, you know, it gets even worse when it's photos. I'm like, I'm zooming <laughs> in. Like, is there anything that like I wrote down in my notebook that people yes, could see? Yes, yeah, yes, I do you know? the same thing. I'm like, wait, let me look at that background. Like if they zoom in, can they yeah. see my post-it notes? Say, but like, and I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm not doing those. Like I don't have things on my wall that if someone were able to zoom in on a picture, they would be like, that's so opposite of what who I thought she was. Right, right. Right. Like this is legit. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah. But I have a lot of friends who are working on, you know, they're at their full-time jobs and they're working on building their business. And when they have their business posts, it's all, you know, I want to be professional and come join. We have an amazing team with these amazing leaders, but then it was in their same, Facebook page, you're posting all of this. Oh my gosh, it's Monday again. I, I have to go back to this stupid job. I can't. These people at my job are so. I'm like, I'm sure some people at your job are reading this. Exactly. 100%. And aren't you supposed to be at work right now? Like, I'm a little confused <laughs> because it's 10 12 and you started at 8 and you're posting about how much you hate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Oh, well, it's not funny. But one of my friends actually, she just quit her full time job um, to work her business. Yeah. But she was kind of forced into it because they had apparently at her job, they have someone who like manages social media and goes to the accounts of the employees. And oh. they had noted every time that she posted when she was at work. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I was intense. like, that's a thing. Like they, she's oh, yeah. like, apparently that's somebody's job. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. So it wasn't even like what she was posting, but the fact that you're not using your time appropriately at work right no like, that's a big one yeah it's crazy but it is about that mindset right like if you're going to do a job you need to do it a hundred percent whether you're doing it for yourself or whether you're doing it for someone else so right. and like, that's the, that's the thing and if you're if you're doing it for someone else and even if you think that you hate your job it's really like asking yourself well, what specifically do you not like about the job? Because mm -hmm. you can turn whatever you're doing into a resource for you. I mean, your job is a resource hub. So right. you can learn from that while still getting paid by somebody else and be able to apply that later down the line for whatever it is you want to do or think you want to do. Absolutely. And I think the opposite is true too, right? Like if you're building all of these bad habits at your job, those aren't going to just go away once you start working for yourself. Like that right. same attitude, that same work ethic is going to carry over. It's not like, okay, now I'm going to be so excited to work for myself and I'm going to show up on time and I'm not going to be on social media when I have my business hours. Like you're still going to be doing the same thing. But now since you're paying yourself, you're just not going to be getting the money. Right. <laughs> and that's true. And so you have uh, a lot of your clients are already new new of you now do you have to do any advertising or are you kind of like i'm in a good spot i because people know me and word of mouth is just fine so i actually do 90 percent of my business probably 95 word of mouth um just recently this year i started advertising but i think because of the nature of what i'm doing so working with parents and you know, talking about your kids and their education is kind of a touchy subject. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those things where I feel like you have to have um, some level of trust with the yeah. person to be able to open up. So my most recent client is actually someone that I didn't know, um, but she was referred by another client who doesn't even have kids. It was someone who's opening a school in a different state. And I was working with her to help her set that up. And she was like, you know, one of her friends was talking about how she wanted might want to homeschool her child. She was like, I know who you should talk to. Like, 
call Damari. This is this. She'll help you out. She'll walk you through it. So I feel like a lot of that, again, is just the relationships and people saying like, oh, I know someone who can help you with that. Right. Um, which is easy for me, <laughs> right? Yeah. In terms of, I don't have to sell myself to these people initially. It's just, can you get them results? And I'm like, yep, I can do that. Like, what do right. you need? <laughs> Homeschool plan? Come on, let's sit down. Let's talk about that. We got it. We got it. At some point, I know that I will start advertising um, within the near future. So that is part of the plan. But for right now, I'm, I'm kind of riding the, the referral rate. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, the, that's the best way to go about it. I mean, that's the best way to build a business and to keep your business going is by referrals because that speaks so loudly to the audience that's out there. I mean, why waste money when you don't have to, right? Right. What kind of uh, struggles or challenges do you currently face then when you're working with your business? Because you have already the clientele, but what kind of struggles are you up against or challenges i should say so i think the biggest challenge for me is is coming from me right so right now it's just making sure that i do what i know that i need to do for example with time management so because i don't have a boss i don't have someone saying like you know these are the hours you're going to work i set my own hours and i know that when i'm structured in that right so when i have my calendar and i block off these are my business hours for the week here are the activities that i need to get done i'm on it but on those occasions which has been happening for the last couple of weeks right when i don't and i don't take the time it's just like oh, i'm just chilling yep. what we're we doing today okay you guys want to do an extra three hours of projects sure come <laughs> on let's go and then i'm sitting there at the end of the week like wait what did i get done this week yeah what happens and so i know that i know that i know that i need to do it so it's just a matter of that level of accountability, right? If there's no one over me saying, you know, submit this report by Friday at eight o'clock. So I have to do that for myself. And then sometimes I don't feel like doing it and I don't do it. Yep. And that's, that's not really helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Right. I mean, I'm using my paper planner. I use my Google calendar for the notification part. Mm -hmm. And I even use my notes app to mm -hmm. write down things, you know, and it's so mm -hmm. weird because, you know, you think, well, why are you using so many things? You might as well just use one, but it's it's actually, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's it's really nice because I have the digital one, which is the notes to keep track on a daily thing. And then I also have the calendar, which keeps me on task because it has the notifications. And then I have the written hand or uh, the paper planner so I can actually physically check things off. So yes. know, it just works. You are like, that's me. I have, yeah. so I have my planner, like, open right here to the page where I can take my notes. I also have like a wall calendar. Oh yeah. It's just for the big dates like Ed at six o'clock. Right. Right. And that's really for my family too. Like they need to know, hey, leave mom alone. Monday at 6 p.m. Leave me alone. Don't ask me for dinner. I know you haven't eaten yet. You're not starving. You'll be okay. I'm feed you at seven o'clock. Like there you go. Okay. So that they can see that. Um, and it's fine. I do the same thing for my with my Google Calendar and my notes. And I started using like my voice memos on my oh, phone. Yeah. Because apparently the best time for me to get creative ideas is when I'm driving. Oh, I'm it happens yes. every day. Every day. And I'm like, I can't write oh, voice memos. So like I said, it's just it's it, there's a system and I know that the system works because I'm so much more productive when I do it. It's just making myself do it consistently. I hear you. That is a tough one because I'll, I'll tell you, I'm the same way. Like I try to go to the gym daily because that's kind of my uh, people hour where I get to see people and engage. And <laughs> it's like literally the minute I leave the house, I get in the car, I close the garage door and I'm on my way. I don't even get a mile from my house, not even a half mile. And the ideas start coming. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I have a notebook in the car. I have the phone for voice recording if I need it. Like I'm set and I'm all the way to the gym. And then if, if I need to, I'll make it a cardio day. Cause I don't really like cardio, but if I have to, I'll make it a cardio day so that I'm on that machine reading up on something in either a book or on my phone. And I got a pen in one hand and I'm yes. making notes in the other. Like <laughs> yes. it's like all crazy. Yeah, when they when it flows, it flows though. It That's does. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, so, because you have a what sounds like a great structure in terms of you know what your lane is, you're staying in your lane for the business. But what about shiny object syndrome? Do you get that? 
you get things that pop up and they're like, hey, what about if you did this? Or maybe a little extra over here and then it's kind of trying to pull at you? It is the devil. It <laughs> is the devil. And for me, and I think it's because of my background in education, like my shiny object syndrome is courses. Like oh, yeah. I wanna do all the course. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing, I need that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, I need that. So at the end of the year when I'm doing my taxes, it's always disgusting like how much money I spent on courses and like didn't implement. Again, until my coach was like, so really this is not for you education, it's just entertainment. And I was like, uh, uh. She's like, you can't count it as education unless you're actually implementing the things that you're learning. Ooh, and I, I was like, like 2017, I'm not doing any courses unless I'm implementing. So I made myself, I put myself on a course diet, right? I'm like, you can do one, and you can't do the next one until you fully implemented everything. And what I realized is that you don't really need a million, right? right? I'm like, I've gotten two and I'm done for the year because those two were amazing. And it takes a lot of time to actually do the things correctly. Right. So I was one who would be like a course junkie and I'm like, I'm going to be the first one through it, not doing anything, right? Just going through, playing the modules, watching the videos, taking notes and never implementing anything. Like, yeah, got it, done, what? <laughs> What did I do? Nothing. <laughs> Just spent my money and wasted my time, right? But this year, actually slowing myself down and going through it, it's, again, it's really helped me grow my business this year and also helped me see, like, you know, in Facebook when I'm scrolling because I still have my scroll time. Oh, yeah. And I see all these ads. I'm like, oh, she's good. No, Demari, just keep going. You don't, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need this. You don't need this. Because there's so many and their ads are so good. Yeah man they're good you're like oh it's true and that's the thing is like you know especially because online courses is the new thing i mean that's mm -hmm. that's the easiest way to get educated on something and there's a lot of good ones there's a lot of not so good ones out there and you know it's so easy to buy them but yes <laughs> it's not so easy to actually take them and implement them like you were saying and that's where a lot of people fall short on and and, you know, I wonder, and you probably have a better perspective on this, is, is it really the person not necessarily implementing, taking the time to implement, or is it that the course material wasn't enough or focused enough on actually the information that they should be implementing? I think, it, I think it might be a little bit of both, right? I think that sometimes people buy these courses that they don't really need. So even if they go through it, they don't need to implement it. Like that's not what you need to be building your business right now. Right. right? Like this funnel system is great, but that's not where you are. So if you implemented that, you like you missed the 10 steps that came before that. <laughs> so it's not, whether you implement it or not, it's not gonna help. But I think, I mean, and I see people all the time, you know, like in some of the groups that I'm in, they'll say like, yeah, I bought that course, but I never did it. Yeah, I had that course and I made it through like the first two modules. And so I totally think that it's, a part of this online courses culture is the expectation that people are going to buy it and they're not going to do it. Right. And so, I, I mean, there are some that I see people who, you know, are kind of blaming it on the course itself and saying like, oh, this wasn't what I expected. But most of the time it's just, no, I just didn't do it. And like, people don't see anything wrong with that. It's like, yeah, me neither. It's so cool. Come on, let's go <laughs> do another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's it's so expensive. It's like you could be reinvesting that money into your business and actually building stuff. Or like, like you were saying, you uh, do you still have your business coach, or is that something you do? Okay, yeah. so tell me a little bit about that because I think that's a huge one. That I mean, I resource. I have so many resources in terms of who I connect with, and I call on my team whether. I'm paying them or not, you know, friends, family, whoever is going to listen and provide some valuable feedback, I call them part of my team. And I think having a business coach, having a mentor, whatever you want to call them, but having somebody to bounce ideas off of and to work with is so important. Can you speak a little bit about that on how you've done that? Sure. And I think for me, it's definitely something that's important. And I, I've had one that failed miserably and I wasted a lot of money because I couldn't connect with that person. And I felt like yeah. it, it wasn't a good fit. It just wasn't a good fit. And I tried it for an entire year. Okay. Because oh, wow. sure initially I thought that it was me and my excuses. And I was just, you know, I, I, there was something I was missing because I couldn't connect with this person because 
this was a huge name, right, in the yeah. industry. And I'm like, and there was a lot of money. So I'm like, they have to be good. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm not good enough to get it, right? I'm just not there yet. Um, but what I realized is that at that point in my life with what I had going on, I had a lot of mental barriers that I had to get past. Okay. And that person wasn't helping me with that. They were good with business strategy, but I didn't think that I was good enough to have a good business. Right. So what they were having me do, I just, I was self-sabotaging. I wasn't going through it. Um, so the coach that I ended up connecting with, amazing. And it was, I was connected to her from um, someone from my MLM. And it was posed to me as like, this is going to help your business. But when I went, it was totally not like a business event for me that first time. Oh, wow. It was it healed my relationships. It helped me understand my children better. It helped me with my finances, like not in terms of starting a business, but being able to get out of debt. That was when I paid off $10,000 worth of debt in six months. Nice. Following these strategies. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great, right? Like my kids were more honorable. We were getting along more. It was just, it was life changing. And because my life got better, I was able to receive the business advice. And from there, it was very, um, like, not candy-coated advice. Right. Like, she was the one that told me about, the, like, homeschooling. Like, no, you're saying that your lifestyle is more important. Like, let's call it to the carpet. Yeah. Like, your business isn't growing because you haven't talked to anybody this week. Right? It's not because that course failed. It was because you haven't reached out. You're not making any new connections. So how do you expect your business to grow? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, yeah. I have to do some work? Yeah, it's not yeah. the build it and they'll come. <laughs> right, because that's what people kind of make it seem like. Just join my team and here you go, a million dollars. I'm like, right. it really work like that for me. Um, and I think, so I think I learned a lot of strategies that at that time it was, you know, for my MLM that I'm not really working anymore. But all of that, like we mentioned before, all of that personal development, all the things that she's worked with me on have now transferred over into my business. So I was telling one of my friends, like this, all the training that I've been doing for the past five years for a different company or a different business is totally helped put me ahead of the game, I think, yes. for my business now. Because now I'm like, I do like my 10 minutes of personal development, you know, depending on the day, it's at least 10 minutes um, every single day. Like this is a part of what I've been doing for the past five years. And I know that without that, it's so easy to slip back into the you know, I don't feel like doing this. Oh, this isn't going to work. Let me doubt myself or tell myself that I can't do that. I, I mean, and I still have those moments, right? Sure. And now I know what I can turn to, especially, you know, with this challenge that we were doing in the group the past week. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. These people are doing all, pitching all these amazing companies. And I'm just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a big one, right? The comparison game. We oh, all do that. And oh, it's worse as an entrepreneur. It is. And so that's when I said, like, without that personal development, I would have just been stuck. Like, I'm not good enough. They're so much better than me. And then it was like, yeah, they might be doing better than me, but I can, I'm good enough for what I need to be doing. Right. Like, yes. let me, like you said, let me stay in my lane and focus on what I'm, I'm not supposed to be, you know, on Shark Tank next week. That's not my lane. Right. That's not my lane. I'm not supposed to be, you know, speaking on stage in front of these millions of people next week. That's not my lane. Like, stay in your lane and talk to the people that you need to talk to. Right. Do what you need to do to serve your people. And it's just I always have to come back to that. Like, what's my purpose with this business? Right. Like, yes, it's great to make money, but I have people who need my help and I have to focus on them. So in those times when I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, dude, no, let me think of there's a um, there are some parents somewhere who need some help. How can I find them? Who can I reach out to to find more parents? Like because yeah. they're there and I, I know that I can help them. So on those days when, you know, I'm comparing myself to so many amazing people, I'm like, all right, yes, they're great and you're great too, right? So before, like if this were five years ago and I was in this group with all these amazing people, I would have totally never even posted and like cried every time I read the stuff and, oh my gosh, they're so great and I'm such a loser. <laughs> now I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so great and I'm coming for your greatness. Here I come. <laughs> what can I do today? Okay, here I come. Yes, let's, let's work. Let's work. So now it's that mindset shift that made, you know, it made me feel motivated by other people's success. And I think seeing it on a daily basis, I'm like, yes, this is great. Like, these people are amazing. And I got that too. Like, yes, I can do this. Versus let me go cry in a corner. Yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> so important. And, you know, 
when I was building my, I mean, we're always building our business, but when I first started, it was, it was more frustrating for me. I mean, at the beginning, I, I got a few clients right out of the gate, which was great. And it was just enough and it was fine. But mm-hmm. the part that got frustrating was when I was building stupid easy is that I had all this time that I was taking to research and to study and to draft uh, and to read all these books. And, and mind you, before 2016, I was not into books. I mean, I love the idea of books. <laughs> I think they're great. I buy them and I, they sit on my shelf because uh-huh. I get a couple pages in and I start to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> but since starting my business, it's like, I can't get enough of them and I'm reading them left and right. And it was pulling me down a little bit because I was like, man, I'm taking all this time to do this research and to fill out, you know, all of these forms and to figure out where I want to go and what I want to do with this and who my customers are. And I'm seeing all these people posting, you know, on social media and elsewhere, like they just got a client and that they just got this income and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it was weighing me down. And then I really realized that, that I couldn't let that weigh me down and that they're in a different spot and they may or may not have done the research that I was doing. And Mm -hmm. by taking the time and doing that research, it sets you apart from everyone else and it will push you ahead of the game eventually. Eventually. Yes. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that you have to, you have to keep pushing through and understand that you have to give yourself that time, which is again, going back to why it's so nice to, have a part-time or a full-time job while you're building your business because it takes a long time to get your business off the ground and it takes a lot of resources as well and if you can work still part-time great i mean like if i could have worked part-time at my nine to five before quitting i would have probably done it should i have done it no but i probably would have (laughs) just because that's who i am i like having multiple jobs to keep me busy and to keep keep that pressure i guess going too because it you know when you're limited on time if you're not the one holding yourself accountable you have these jobs that are holding you accountable so you have to keep it moving and um and thankfully you know i couldn't work that job part-time because it was a conflict of interest so it pushed me out, but I did my planning, my exit strategy, planning my exit strategy before leaving, which really helps me. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't be in the same position I am today. Nice. Nice. It, it, I know. I feel like we're in the same place because I know that you're, this stupid easy is amazing. And I'm just watching how you're posting about it. Like, I can tell it feels different, right? And that's how yes. it is what I'm doing now. You know, I was like, okay, I got this, and here's this strategy, and this part of the business, and I and I love who I'm working with. But then something just clicked with this last right. this last year, and I'm like, this is it, and it just feels different, and it feels right, and I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and in those moments, like you said, when I'm looking at someone else's business, I'm like, I don't even know if you are if you feel like I feel. Like, I don't know if you know what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing, but I know that this right here, this is it. And I get confirmation all the time, like, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. And so I know that I know that I know that I'm not chasing after what someone else is doing because this, this is it. And it feels amazing to know that. Like, when I was teaching, that was my love, my passion. And I haven't, when I came out of the classroom, I missed my kids so much. Um, but now I feel like I did when I first started teaching, like that joy, that passion is back. And I'm like, I'm on fire again. Like this, yes, this is it. And I miss this feeling. And I know like when I'm thinking about my kids, like I want them to feel this, right? I don't want them to feel like, oh, I'm going to do this because I have to feed myself or feed my family. Like I want you to feel that passion. Like, you know, that you know, that you know that what you're doing is not just fueling you but you're changing lives right like you're really making a difference yes that's the important part and and i totally am with you on that feeling you know to be honest uh 2016 was was when i had the business start off you know officially and for ed troxel creative and you know it's great i knew ultimately i've always known what my vision has been for the business and what i want to do 
but I have all these ideas, right? I have the podcast, I have my book, I have Stupid Easy, I have this and that. And, and at times, it, especially at the beginning, it felt like, oh my gosh, these are all different businesses. Focus, reel it in, like figure out one thing and just focus. And Ed Troxel Creative is just my creative powerhouse. And, mm-hmm. and I knew that that was what it's gonna be, but it didn't, it didn't give me that click that I needed to pull everything together, even though I know it would be under that roof. It just, I was like, well, and this was more recent towards the end of uh, 2016 and the beginning of 2017 is, well, who is Ed Troxel Creative? I mean, I know it's me, but you know, you aren't going to remember how to spell my last name. You're not going to (laughs) know, like there's no, you know, there's no personality behind it really, unless you know me. And so just recently, within the the last three to six months probably is when yes entrepreneurship hit me hard and it just i mean it came out of the blue and (laughs) it was something i had been working on but the name itself was the the missing link it just clicked and that's when the feeling came and it was just strong and ever since then everything's just put been put together and that's that's my personality that's where everything comes together and that's where people can really understand you know not only who i am and what i bring to the table but have a sense of community and feel like they're part of this community that they're not alone and that it's not all glamorous in entrepreneurship stuff and that you know you're gonna want to be smart about it and not just you know peace out at your job and then think that you're going to start this million dollar business the next day because it's not going to happen right (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm saying yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. I know that anybody who connects with you is going to truly be blessed by all of your resources and your insight and the amazing community that you are building. So I'm excited to see where it goes and where you are. You know, when we talk again in May of 2018, like, right. oh my gosh, remember last year this time? Oh! <laughs> exactly. I know. It's, it's exciting. Like I've uh, always told people too is, 2017 is the year of action, which clearly we're doing that and we're on the right path. So we're doing what we're supposed to be doing right now. Yep. And that's what, that was one of my words at the beginning of the year, like implement, just implement, just do it and do it and do it. And like you said, it hasn't been perfect and there've been a lot of bumps, but from moving forward, I'm seeing like the little pieces, they're all coming together. They're all coming together. It's so much fun. Yeah, it takes time, but it's so much fun. And when they start coming together, it's it's just crazy. It does. And you have to mark that because, you know, when you're blowing up in 2018, people are like, oh, my gosh, he just, it's so amazing. He did this overnight. Like, it wasn't overnight, guys. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. There's was a lot that went into this. And I think a lot of times we don't see that background work. Exactly. Like, no, I've been doing this for seven years. Right. right? <laughs> Seven years I've been on this journey and I've been doing the research and I've been pouring in, I've been making the connections and I've been growing myself. And, you know, you're just seeing the end result. Right. And that's the thing. Somebody uh, recently told me something to the effect of, you know, you don't, uh, an overnight success has been 10 years in the making or something like that, which it's so true. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you pour into it that it may seem like it just came out but it, it, overnight, but it really hasn't. It's been in the works for a long time. Right, yep. Let me ask you, um, before I let you go, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who's thinking about entrepreneurship? And outside of all the amazing advice that you've already given them, <laughs> all these knowledge bombs that you've dropped in the last hour. Right. <laughs> um, I, I think my one piece of advice is, I don't know. I, oh, here we go, ready, ready. Okay, that's what I got, that's what I got, that's what I got to make sure that you are connected with a community that will support your goal and your vision, right? So having that vision identified and then being connected with people, whether that's just a mentor or a community of people who are doing the same thing that you're doing with the resources, right? With the knowledge, people who you can go to when you have questions, when you have those days where you are, you know, comparing yourself to someone else, having someone or someone in that community who can bring you back and say, no, 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 remember, this is your goal. This is your path. Here's how you've been, you know, doing an amazing job. Here are some resources that can help you get unstuck from that situation. Um, But because it's so hard to be an entrepreneur and it takes so much work, nobody should try to do it alone. 
like make sure that you have your team, your community, your mentor, your 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 crew. You need to have your crew with you so that you guys are, are being able to build and grow together so that you know you have people who have your back. And again, people who who know what you're trying to do and who will honor that and who will, again, provide those resources and that support to help you get there. Not just people who are your, you know, have been your friends for the past 10 years and you want to bring them on board because you like them and they like you, yeah. like <laughs> business-wise. And I think that was a shift that I had to make for myself. Um, and it didn't happen until, you know, this year again, but just making sure that the people that I was aligning myself with and, you know, spending a lot of time with and giving a lot of my energy to, are those who are, are helping me move in the direction that I want to move in. Yeah, um, and that was hard for me because I've had the same crew for over 20 years. Right. But now I'm having to change it because, and, and I'm not saying I'm leaving anybody out. I'm like, saying, oh, we're not friends anymore. Right, right, right. But we're just, we're not moving in the same direction and I need people who are helping me grow. And I've been blessed to be able to be a part of some amazing communities, like meeting people like you who have that right who have that that generous spirit to be able to say like i'll share with you like sure like you are amazing amazing with that um just being in these groups and being able to comment to support people to motivate them and to like to give them actual tools like oh no no this is what you need here hold up let me grab a link i've got it i got it don't even worry don't even search i've done all the research for you here's something amazing that you need which i actually did yesterday just purchased something from amazon oh nice your recommendation so it should be here tomorrow awesome i love that <laughs> and, and you know that's the that's the payment that i get is not not the not the uh actual money part is the i used a resource you provided it saved me time i was able to find what I needed because of your direction. Like that's the payment yeah. I look for and that I love receiving. And at some point that will all add up. And that's what I remind people Absolutely. it's not about the numbers. It's about building those relationships and being a resource. And then the numbers will come when they're ready. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. One of my, one of my stuck points was I don't want to do videos because the lighting in here is always so bad. And I was like, dude, that's totally an excuse. Like, you can fix that in two seconds. And I was like, hold on, Ed told me something I should need to get to make my lighting look good. Hold on, let me go, let me go grab this real quick. Nice. So it was, like, being called, calling myself out on my excuses is good, but it's so easy to get stuck in those excuses when you don't know what else to do, yeah. right? Well, I could have just said, like, oh, no, my lighting sucks, can't do videos. But I'm like, oh, wait, I have this amazing community full of resources of people who know what to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So thank you for always being willing to share. I, I do appreciate that because even if people Definitely. aren't commenting, they're using it. They're using it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a lot of what I call secret followers. I mean, everyone does. <laughs> but I think mine are even more so where it's like mm -hmm. out of the blue, somebody will, will text me or email me or uh, send me a private message. Be like, I follow you all the time. And I, I take all the knowledge you get me. I just want to <laughs> let you know. And I'm like, this is awesome. So right. like, thanks. everyone does have those people. So that's why I don't focus so much on, you know, the likes or the comments or the shares, because mm -hmm. I know that my job is to put the information out there and the other person's job is to filter it and see what applies to them. And if they Absolutely. need more, they know where to go. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And they'll be back for more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>